Welcome to the 13th episode of Don't Listen to Us. I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. Holy rat shit, I'm tired. <laughs> First of all, apologies. We didn't do a show last week. Uh, poor Melissa has been quite ill for the last uh, little over a week now. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's been a rag- nagging cold, hasn't it? Yes. You just have yes. not been able to shake it. No, I'm good now, though. Well, you're not. You, well, I'm not, you, actually. You're one of those people, a lot of women, who push through these things. They're just lying in bed. And just doing nothing and recovering. You're like, no, oh, I'm going to work. I have to go and, and do this. I have to be deathly, deathly ill to just lay in bed. Like, it's just impossible. And when you're a woman, I'm, I mean, when you're a parent, I'm not going to say woman because yeah. men do it too. You have to drag yourself out of bed when your children are still at home with you and at a certain age because you have shit to do. <laughs> you have shit to do. <laughs> yes, you I do. got shit to do. All right. Shit to do. I got to get up. Um, oh, my God. Our, this weekend. Wow. So I let Mr. King go whole hog crazy and annihilate our yard with a chainsaw. <laughs> we started off with light pruning. Let's do some light pruning, shall we? There I'm going to clean this Japanese maple up a bit, Melissa. Okay, sweetheart. That's a lovely idea. So I literally stood there for, you know, 45 minutes just picking dead bits of branch off this beautiful little Japanese maple we have in the front yard. It was fine. It was lovely. You know, I'm not a yard work guy only because I've never had a yard before. Right. But I'm always more than happy to help you putter around the yard, the garden, yes. and that kind of stuff. Yes. So then we go over to this um, pseudo, not really a gazebo, but it's that kind of idea of there's a frame. And there is a, uh, a honeysuckle tree. Branch plant, what is it? Monster a honeysuckle vine, just that's monster. been hanging on there. And the, the the hummingbirds love it, it attracts them, it's it's pretty in its way, it smells but gorgeous. It is so over, it was so overgrown, it was for years and years of neglect. Yes. Like everything else, it's got to be pruned, it's got to be taken care of. Yeah. And this just wasn't taken care of. So, Melissa and I are poking away at this thing, and, and probably after an hour, we literally have made no progress whatsoever. Well, I, I we're thought, hacking away at it yeah. with saws and chains, and, yeah. I, and, and sorry, and pruning shears, yeah. and nothing's getting done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I felt that we were feeding off of each other's, and I felt like I could hear you on one side, and I was on the other, and I could feel you getting more frenzied, and I thought I better get more. I'm going to go for it even more. And it's true. No, I, th- I feel that we were making incredible progress, but it got to a point where we. Needed a chainsaw. We looked at this thing, and the the roots of this, the branches of it coming up out of the ground, were two inches thick in places. I mean, oh, this yeah. thing was an old honeysuckle. I think it's deca- was decades old. And the idea was that we wanted to uh, tear it down, tear apart the the poorly done frame that it was uh, growing up out of, and then do something with this little particular area. And then the realization came, not quickly, but after a while, of, you know what? We need a fucking chainsaw. We really did. And just that sentence in my head scared the shit out of me. Oh, did it? You didn't tell me that. For the people who know me, you know <laughs> I'm incompetent when it comes to mechanical things in general. And a literal danger to myself and others when it comes to power tools. I believe that. I've stabbed myself with screwdrivers. Mm-hmm. I have cut my hands open with knives. Mm-hmm. I have uh, uh, almost taken my kneecap off with a, with a, a maul, an axe, on my dad's farm. 
I should not be allowed around tools. He fell in the ditch when he was using the weed whacker. <laughs> I, I slipped and fell on my ass in the ditch. <laughs> so yeah, it's just not a good, uh, not a good idea. But it needed to be done. It was the only way we were going to get this honeysuckle down was to do this. So, so, so then I'm hacking away at, at, at the honeysuckle. Melissa goes in the house to call a rental company. I called the rental company and I said, oh, hello. Do you rent chainsaws? And the gentleman said, oh, no, 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 we don't rent chainsaws. No, there's too, mu- too much of a safety issue with renting chainsaws. And I said, oh. I said, well, is there anywhere else on the coast or in Gibson's that rents chainsaws? No, no, there isn't anywhere else. And there was this big sort of gap of silence on the line. And I said, oh, okay, well, thank you very much. And then there was another gap. And I was sort of like, am I expected to say something else here? And I went, (laughs) okay, thank you. Bye-bye. And then I thought after, that doesn't sound right. That's just not right. And I knew it wasn't right because of my feeling in my body. And I started looking up other places because I thought, I don't believe him. Yeah. And then when I wasn't sure that I got, I thought, oh, what if I'm calling the same place? I didn't quite, like I was a bit nervous (laughs) about it because it's small on the coast. I went outside and I said to Sean, you ask them. Like, I think it's something that you should be asking. And Sean then, of course, what happened, sweetheart? You got onto a place and it was fine. So I called these guys. These are, uh, we live in a little town called Gibson and the other town is called Seashelt. It's what? Two or three. Gibson's 6,000 people. Gibson's is. I think Seashelt is probably sorry, about Seashelt, yeah. seven, eight. That's a bit bigger. The it was not a lot bigger. Uh, I thought it was not, a lot bigger. Oh, I'm not sure. I have oh, to okay. look that up. But okay. it is bigger. Anyway, anyway, it's bigger. So we're going to go. Uh, we, we call up these guys in Seashelt. Melissa says, Here, you talk to them. Okay. Uh, hey, do you guys rent chainsaws? The guy says, Sure. Uh, what yeah. size? What size do you need? I'm not sure. I said, Just for backyard yard work. He said, Let me check. Yes, we got a couple. Come on down. What time do you close? Yeah. What time you close? Five o'clock? Boom. Off we go. No problem. We go down there, and it's a nice little rental place. What's it called? I forget. Shit. We're going to find When people do good things, we have to name Oh, them. absolutely. We will. I've got we'll to take it back out. in the morning. So. Um, and so they rent us a chainsaw, and, and, and Melissa tells the same story to yeah. the, the guy at the rental place. He, and he says, was that Matt at Gibson's Rental or, or something, something along those lines? whatever, yeah. We were like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, we like that guy. He sends us lots of business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said, I guarantee you, he said it was because you were a woman. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I got that feeling. He said, I am absolutely telling you it's because you were a woman and he didn't want to rent a chainsaw to you. That's just bizarre. I experienced full-blown sexism. You did. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And it's so weird to do that so blatantly in this day and age. Oh. Because the guy's got to know, well, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just thinks that you would believe him regardless. But I think it's a fair assumption if you tell someone, no, I don't rent them, and you can't rent them anywhere else, you go, okay, I don't believe you. I'm going to call up somebody else. And when you find out that other people do, in fact, rent chainsaws. I knew there was someone that rented chainsaws. You look like a complete fucking asshole. I agree. I, I was, I'm, I'm a pissed, I'm pissed about it. And I'm glad I went with my instinct because I thought, that's not right. And I'm glad I went with that instead of going, oh. Well, it doesn't even make any sense because if that was, it was, yes, chainsaws are dangerous and yes, you need, you need to be careful. But renting a chainsaw to someone doesn't mean that if I cut my arm off, I'm going to be able to sue you. No. 
certainly not in Canada. You wouldn't do. You just go. I'm I'm, I'm now called lefty. You know. You just. But if that <laughs> was what we're worried about, we're showing <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. But but if that was the case, people wouldn't rent anything. You wouldn't rent a car from somebody. Well, that's what you said. You said, well, why would anybody rent anything? If it was too dangerous to rent something. Yeah. I mean, people, go, there's places all over that rent heavy equipment. Yeah. We rent a backhoe. So, yeah. So, that was a very interesting thing that happened to me yesterday. I realized, um, well, if I had to phone the guys in Seashell, they would have gone, yeah, sure, come on. Yeah. Come on to Seashell. But, you know, Seashell's not my town. Gibson's is my town. Yeah. So, But it's, it's still regardless. It's just unbelievable. This mm-hmm. idiot would say no. Nope, no. Too, many, too, many, too many safety too many issues. Safety. So we are definitely going to na- name names on uh, on Facebook. Yes. So we get the chainsaw home, <laughs> and we're going to start chainsawing shit. Oh, yeah. What tear, have we got to chainsaw? Tear shit up. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so we immediately, I fire up the chainsaw, and we just start hacking away at the honeysuckle. Yeah. And this is a big bush. This is a massive honeysuckle bush. Well, it was just an entity unto yeah, itself. Yeah. And we cut that thing down to the root. So now there's just the root. Of... Hummingbirds dive bombing Sean because they're pissed. pissed. He was he actually dive bombing. Yeah. He, he was pissed. Um, and well, you got a chainsaw. Keep chainsawing. What else are we gonna chainsaw? <laughs> what, what else are we gonna chainsaw? <laughs> Holly. And, and we go over, and in the one corner of the uh, the yard is this big fucking ho- two uh, holly trees. Who plants holly? And we hate holly. Ugh. It's it's got barbs and it's it's, it's dark. Yeah, it's stupid. It's just yeah. Ugh. So I start limbing the holly tree and and uh, cutting the branches off, and the holly tree is attacking me and scratching my arms and that kind of stuff. I'm videoing <laughs> for insurance purposes. Um, this is how he died, officer. I didn't kill him. He fell on the chainsaw. Look, he's it was an idiot. The holly. That's right. He's an idiot. He fell on the chainsaw. Um, so ask his friends. They'll all back me up. Oh, yeah. He's an idiot. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I, I posted some information on, on Facebook and Twitter and sure, and you were you thought it was very amusing how oh. all my friends were like, oh, yeah, he's a moron. Don't, oh, it was don't hilarious. Get, Susan yeah. was like, oh, this can't turn this out well. This won't turn out well. <laughs> yeah. And then one, I think it was Lauren said, oh, it was nice knowing you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who knows me goes, yeah, we're going to call him Lefty. Yeah, yeah you can let Melissa use it because I think you're better off letting yeah, Melissa use yeah. it. it uh, and and so, though then, the uh, because of the the way, well, I wasn't didn't make a mistake, but I made a mistake, of the way we're cutting one of the holly trees down, it caught the chain and tore the chain off the, the bar. And this is where my mechanical, mechanical idiocy comes into play. I have no idea to put this thing back on. Well, I get it, though. I mean, you know. It was fairly you complicated. Were try- you were almost there in what you were doing. Yes. But luckily, we have a constantly chainsaw-wielding neighbor. Those of you who listened to the show in the past know <laughs> that our next-door neighbor, next-door neighbor drives us fucking nuts with his constant chainsawing. Of, he's obsessed of, with chainsaw he, art. Art. He's making little <laughs> chainsaw statues. But he's a lovely guy. He's a nice he's guy. A very nice guy. But of course, he's the guy we're going to ask. Curtis, 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 can you help us? <laughs> so, so, so Curtis uh, uh, fixed the chainsaw and sent me off on my merry way. And I cut down the second holly tree, and the same thing happened. Yes. But I fixed it myself. You, I was so proud of you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I you rock. Are, oh, you rock. I was blown away. I was by so the turned pack. on yeah. right then. <laughs> 
I'm so turned on right now, Sean. I will have you now, right here on the Put that chainsaw blocks. down, yeah, baby. Right. <laughs> Leave it on, though. <laughs> <laughs> Let her keep revving. <laughs> and then you had to go with the chainsaw. How'd that make you feel? Oh, I just, well, I was, I didn't, you know, at first I thought, what that, I did it because I thought, if I don't do this and I'm feeding into that man's sexism. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, after Sean told me how to turn it on, because he didn't tell me I was making a bit of a fool of myself. Yeah, it was kind of fun. I was giggling and I felt very powerful. Mm -hmm. I can see why you guys are into these little internal combustion engine power tool things. It's less that and more the destructive aspect yes, of it. Yes, just I can do whatever I yeah, want with this chainsaw. Yeah, I can tear shit up Yeah, and it felt chainsaw. good. It did. It did. I like it. It, it is dangerous. It is scary. Um, my biggest fear, and nowadays it doesn't happen. My biggest fear, it was always um, the chain would fly off the bar and then just attack your leg. Oh, no. It, it would that, just that keep going be. and just rip your leg no. to shreds. No, no my biggest fear today was we were, so we're making things for our, it, I, I know it's hard to believe Sean's doing this, but making <laughs> making this wonderful outdoor bench seat for to put in front of our outdoor fireplace cutting using the wood that we have using cinder blocks that we have i mean listen to this anyway i was worried sean was going to hit a nail yep. that was my biggest fear it's like, a don't fair you, fear yeah um yeah we got a lot of old um the wood was it's not from anything you took down it's from previous tenants Oh, it's something I took down at the back. Oh, is covered it? Okay. Oh, yes, okay. yes, yes. So it's yes. a bunch of, uh, shall we call it, as the, art, as the um, uh, hipsters would say, artisanal reclaimed it's wood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's oh what we're doing. We're, we're calling that bench Shit. an artisanal bench. Oh, is that what we're going to do? That's an artisanal bench. Right, we're gonna we're gonna we we need to show people a picture of when with, it's done. It's with gonna our, look artisanal cinder blocks. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's not going to look gorgeous, but you know what? It's kind of fun to do. Sweetheart, it's going to look great. It's it's kind of fun to do. We, we've been we've been playing adult Tetris with, with with cinder blocks. Yeah, trying to find the the right the right feel of it, uh, the right spacing. Uh, yeah. we've taken it apart and put it back together again several times. Uh, we but we've got the wood. We've got our glue, our got, cinder block cinder block glue. glue. We're gonna probably paint. We're cinder gonna blocks. we're gonna do the cinder blocks in black, and we're gonna mm -hmm. I think do the wood in like a redwood color. Ooh, that's nice. It's gonna look nice just for us to sit in front of our outdoor fireplace. And, and the holes in the cinder block, we're gonna put plants in there. I think we're gonna do it. I think it's gonna look lovely. Yes, it's kind of fun. It's fun, and it's, if I don't know what it is about it, why is it so rewarding when our bodies are hurting us oh, so God, much? Oh, my back is just killing me. You know, and I have a very, very strong, healthy do, body, yeah. and my back is, is hurting. Yeah. yeah. But I miss Italian days. Oh, my God. Okay, now I'm lost the will to live. Italian Days is uh, Vancouver's uh, biggest street festival. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. There's a uh, street here in Vancouver called Commercial Drive, which is a really cool ethnic, um, mostly European ethnic street. And one section of it is officially Little Italy, the Italian you section. Great Italian delis and all sorts of things. All kinds of cool yeah. stuff. Bakeries and Pizza shops and pizzerias. things like that. Yeah. And so Italian Days is there. And that's the biggest festival. I think 300,000 people. Oh, my through. gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like a I'm third not, of the city wanders through. I'm not through. good about being amongst that many people. No, it's not a lot of fun. No. Um, I when I, Whenever I go, I usually go and, and take a photography group with me. We go first thing. Just like it, it starts yeah. at noon. Yeah. We go right at noon. I would have a, to do a that. easier to walk through. You walk one direction and then you walk base back to your car. And by the time you come back after about three hours, 
it's butts the nuts. Oh, yeah. It's it's just packed. It's not it's not. I'm fun. not good at being amongst all those people. Um, but you know, I, we were planning on going, but the, the it's one of the interesting aspects of living here on the Sunshine Coast is that decisions are made based on the cost of the ferry and the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the weather. Because the weather was predicted to be raining this morning. Mm-hmm. And if we take a car off the coast to come back, it costs about 60 bucks mm-hmm. just for the ferry ride. If we take the motorcycle, it costs about 30 bucks. So the idea was to take the motorcycle over there because we didn't need to bring the whole car. But if it's raining, I ain't taking the motorcycle. No. And... I don't want to pay 60 bucks just to go over to Italian days. No. I wanted to go on the bike. I oh, yeah. Go in the absolutely. Car. But our photography group, it's, there's this weird thing about Vancouverites. They're so flaky. There's almost a thousand people in this photography group. This is the, and it's a photography group for, focused on beginning photographers, people who want to learn how to take better pictures. And you have nominally a professional photographer who says, come and hang out with me and I will help you take better pictures. Come out and hang out with a professional photographer on a Sunday afternoon with the biggest street festival in the city where you'll get all kinds of great pictures of people and food and neat smoke and and little kids that get their face painted. It's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Come do that. Great. So I, I post that up and three people signed up. And didn't pay. And well, none, the 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 meetup group is a is a ten dollar a year uh, membership fee, and these people didn't pay. Sorry, I'm not making. No. I'm not spending minimum of thirty bucks, probably forty or fifty, when it comes to food and that kind of stuff, just to go over and, and teach three people, no. hang with three people who no. aren't guaranteed of showing up. No. Either. That's right. I've been with you when that's happened. Oh, it pisses me off so much that yeah. people in it's Vancouver. It's disheartening. It really is. It, it's happened to me on a regular basis with this group in, in, in Vancouver. I've been doing it for about three or four years. Two years ago for Italian Days, 22 people signed up and nobody showed up. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. It was awful. You must have been so excited to yeah. be thinking of this huge group. Yeah. I had all these plans of how we're going to do it, how we're going to stay together, and all this kind of stuff, and nobody wow. showed up. Yeah, it's a so funny thing about I'm, co- I'm, West Coasters. I'm really not not um, wanting to put a whole lot of effort into this kind of stuff. So I have a choice. I can spend 50 bucks and go over in the rain and hang out with three people maybe, or I can save that money, put that money towards a Portugal trip, yes. and work my ass off in the garden. Yes, which is what he did. I think I made the wrong choice. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. That's awful. You got to spend the, the weekend with your lovely wife. It did. It was fun. It was absolutely fun. Well, I, I mean. Except you, when I wanted tools. You go over. Oh, yeah, because I keep putting them away. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I'm obsessive. But you also go over to, you, you get on the ferry when you go to the city from the coast and you do three or four things in the city. Yes, you go to Costco, yeah. you go to Italian Days, you go get your hair done, you go all this other stuff. Whereas if I had been in the city. I would have seen, no. If I'd been in the city, I would have been by myself. So it wouldn't have been a big deal for me to ride the bike in the rain. Because mm-hmm. it was it was promised to be sunnier in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, because we're on a ferry, we got to leave at 9 o'clock. Well, we wouldn't have, no. I would have caught a later ferry. To get there on time? Yes, we would have. We would have left the house around 9 o'clock and oh, caught, okay. caught a 9.30 ferry and been there by 11, oh. 11.30. Okay. 
Now, granted, it did not rain on us, mm-hmm. but it was forecast. Mm-hmm. And when when you're on a motorcycle, you have to go with the forecast. Mm-hmm. So anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, whatever. Uh, what else? So yes, we we've been we've been having I've been having fun. Um, neither of us have any skills whatsoever. We watch a bunch of I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos of how to do this stuff because, uh, like I said, we all we got is concrete blocks and artisanal wood. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea. It, it is fun planning the backyard, landscaping it, and, and pruning. And, and we took six or seven loads of yard waste off to the dump. Yes. The big, the older son stepped up to the plate. Yeah. Well, he was, okay, everyone. So, you know, Damon, can you come over and help us? With, but he was the driver. Fuck, he was He annoying. did not even put on a pair of freaking gloves. Wouldn't get out of the car, out no, of the no. truck to I'm help the me. Driver. I'm the driver. Yeah. He made that very clear that he was only going to drive. He didn't move a twig. Well, he'd get out bastard. to help us unload at the oh, green he, you, he'd help unload me. You need my help? Did he not help you unload? No. He's, He's such a, a prima donna. He's such a dick. Yeah, but he loves you. And then I got to listen to him talk about his truck. I know. He's oh, got a new truck, y'all. So. He's got an old new truck. New to him. But he's so happy. Oh, the bushings are gone in the truck. I blah, blah, fucking... blah, 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 blah. And he's driving like an old man. I don't like know what a bushing 90. is. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps talking Dude, about... Dude, I just got a chainsaw for the weekend. Don't overwhelm me with, with mechanical parts. He keeps talking about how the bushings are shot. And I'm like, yeah, really? Oh, it's bad. That's bad. <laughs> What a fucking he even explained is. to me what it was. I'm going, oh, yeah, okay, right, yeah. Ooh. He's like, does that sound okay? Yeah. <laughs> he thinks you know about He does. It. It's oh. so funny. When do we tell him the truth about you? I don't think we should. I don't, I don't <laughs> think we should. guy. Because I've, I've, I've gotten to a point in my life where I can fake it really well. The funniest thing in the world is when I have a car and I need to take it in for service, you know, like like if you need your car serviced when you have to go to the, your work. Yes. I've done this in past relationships. I'll drop you off at work. I'll take the car to the dealership mm-hmm. or the mechanic, whatever, to, to, mm-hmm. to have them do the maintenance or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I'll come back and pick you up. That's a perfectly lovely thing to do because I work from home. I'm happy to do that. The funniest thing is I go to the dealership, to the service area. Hi, I'm Sean King. We have service appointment at 9 o'clock. Okay, Mr. King, we're going to do this, this, and this. I'm like, Okay. I, I try to act knowledgeable, and I think I can fake my way through that conversation. And then the best part is when they bring it back, and they had that long checklist of things they've done to the Ooh, vehicle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they said, "Well, we we replaced your frag and flack. I was like, "Really? Need replacing? <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you. Oh, yeah. Had a lot of miles on the frag and flack, and so I understand why you on did the frag and flacken. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the. But speaking of sexism, when you're a woman. And you walk into these places. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's me, girls, and I and I have to. When I walk into these places, it's just an instant. You know, like you're dressed up for work, you got yep. your heels yep. on, and it's this instant. Ooh, I don't feel good in here. I feel incompetent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I hate it. I hate it. I love my big Tony behind the counter. He's this big giant guy. He goes, "Hey, Melissa, how you doing?" And he makes me feel very comfortable. Yeah. But the other guys, especially the, there's always that weird sort of like an appendage of a sales guy <laughs> sitting in a desk. And he always looks a little sleazy, a little bit like a porn star. <laughs> and you go in and go, and then he immediately goes, hey, how you doing? And you go, oh, uh, hey, I'm just here to drop off. My- oh, okay, yeah. It's a really weird environment. It, it, and, it's and- 
The funny thing is there's the reverse sexism. Not nearly as bad as what you experienced with me. Oh, he's a guy. He knows all about the fracking flackers. Mm, mm. I don't know shit, dude. And that's what I was thinking. And you being you, you're big, you got the deep voice, and you're very masculine. Those guys are going to talk about the fracking flackers with you for quite a while. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got 10,000 miles in the fracking flackers. (laughs) It's good for another five. Oh, fantastic. You know. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Literally zero clue what they're talking about. I know nothing about cars. Mm. I I've never even I literally have never even opened the hood of a car by myself because I don't know what's under there. Oh good I assume Lord, you're I, hopeless. I assume there's an engine, but I take it on faith. <laughs> I wonder what you do with the VW. I don't oh yeah, the yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I would have gone to the, the front. You would have gone to the front. I was so happy one day up here at Gibson's at the place that I you know I don't really want to go but I have to and there was a young woman mechanic and oh, cool. I loved it. I'm like, "Oh, girl." And I felt so good with her. She was great yeah. and I I was I was like, "Wow, so you're going to go this is what you want to do." And she said, "Yeah." We've talked about it often on the idea of the idea of what we would do if we won millions of dollars. Yes. And one of the things I've always wanted to do is back some woman in creating a female garage. Ah. Uh. Just for women. No men. Women mechanics, women owners, women I'm telling you there's salespeople. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it would cater to women customers. Now if you're a guy want to bring it in, not a problem. But mm-hmm. this is going to be focused on women. Mhm. Mm-hmm. One of the few things Harley Davidson does well in my opinion when it comes to uh, motorcycles is their marketing overall is fantastic. Their marketing to and for women is amazing. They are the only motorcycle brand, I'd say any brand of vehicle, car or motorcycle, that has a specific division function of catering to women. Every month is Female Motorcycle Month. And Harley-Davidson does... Um, workshops in all their dealerships in the garage where they invite women to come on down and learn how to change your own oil, learn how to pick up a motorcycle, Mm -hmm. learn all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just women. It's Mm -hmm. it's women salespeople instructing you. It's women women mechanics, all that kind of stuff. I think it's just brilliant. Oh, I think it's brilliant. It's fantastic. They have a great girls section. And then they've got an amazing female section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cater to women better than any other manufacturer of any other motorized vehicle. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think it's fantastic. I wish... Yamaha and Honda and Suzuki and the Kawasaki would pull their heads to their asses and realize that women are the largest, at least the last few years, the largest, the fastest growing segment of the motorcycling community. And Harley, one of the very few, again, one of the very few things they do well is they recognize that and they cater to those women. Hmm. You can go to their dealership during the month of May, and I think it's each week, it's, uh, it's called Women's Garage or Female Garage or whatever it is, and they have workshops. Of all this kind of stuff, how to That's change your awesome. oil. I think it's fantastic. It's very fantastic. smart of them. It really is. That. It really is. And an email, as always, uh, send us emails to dltu at yml.me. My, I'm looking at my arms. My arms are tore the fuck up from all this work. Harley stuff. That's Harley the stuff. Holly. Holly. Oh yeah, Holly's. Oh evil. yeah, like I've got. Yes, yeah, tore up. Yeah. Uh, our friend John Kalon rebuilding on a floodplain. 
He's following the 2013 floods in Calgary and High River, so named because the river flowing through the community is called the Highwood River. The rebuilding efforts had some modifications. I was actually in Calgary during, during those floods. In really high-risk areas, the province bought out the residents and rehabilitated the land to a natural state. That's very interesting. I didn't know that, John. In well-established neighborhoods in Calgary situated on a floodplain, residents were either partially bought out or given disaster relief to re- rebuild the house, but on the condition that the mechanical services within the home were relocated to be above ground. This is somewhat of a big deal because virtually all homes here are basements, and that's the natural location for the furnace and hot water to go. Hmm. Basically, the the more of these thi- the, the move of these things to be above ground is to make any future flooding be much less expensive to deal with. Hollow the hmm. wet drywall and furniture, rebuild that as opposed to replacing much more expensive things. And lastly, anyone buying, building, and known floodplains and flood fringes are made very aware of this fact, and insurance rates are billed accordingly. Hmm. Loving the show. You two make a great team. Cheers, John. Thank you, John, Thank for that you, update. John. I remember that, that, that I, I was actually trapped in uh, Calgary. I worked in Banff, mm-hmm. but that that flooding cut off the Trans-Canada Highway. Yes. You couldn't So get, were you trapped in Banff or Calgary? I was tra- trapped in Calgary. I couldn't mm-hmm. get to work in, in Banff. Remember those floods? It's very unfortunate to be trapped in Calgary. <laughs> it's just nasty. That's it's got to mean. Well, you're mean about Toronto. Well, because it, it deserves it. Oh, it does not. It's a very weird story. Um, oh crap! Where'd it go? Uh, the requirement to say the Easter Bunny is real violated a customs a couple's charter rights. You understand where I'm going with this? People were forced by the... No, the story's gone. Damn it. No, No, but I thought we did that one already. Didn't someone, their child was told that the Easter Bunny wasn't real or something like that and she got all upset and... (gasps) You can hear the chainsaw. (laughs) That's that's Curtis. There he goes. This guy's got like five chainsaws. Yeah, he he has quite a few... We were going to talk about the Segway thing and about, you know, happy wife, happy life and all that. Yeah, that's so interesting. Uh, for those folks who follow me on Facebook, um, so I posted, <coughs> we, as, as, as some of you know, um, Melissa and I are making plans to go to um, Florence, Italy for a week next March. And then from Florence, we're going to Lisbon and hopefully we're putting on a photography class workshop thing. We haven't quite decided. Melissa hasn't decided what she wants to let me call it. And one of the things I've been doing is I've been doing a lot of research on fun things to do both in Florence and also in Lisbon. Fun things for her and I to do. Uh, Melissa's never been to Florence. You've always wanted to go to Florence. I've never been. So I really want to make sure this is a wonderful time for you in Florence. And then when we go to, when we go to Lisbon, I want to find things for a group of people to have fun doing. And one of the things I've done in many cities, I've done it in Austin, Texas, I've done it in Rome, I've done it in San Francisco, in New York, in London. One of the fun things to do is a guided tour of the city on segways. And I'm the first person to admit, you get on a Segway with the little helmet, you look like a dork. There is no way around it. You and me, I'm six foot three. I get on a, I get on a Segway, I'm suddenly a seven foot tall dork. Okay? <laughs> You're just a dork. 
There's no <laughs> oh way God. to don't don't even try to think segways are cool. You, oh my god, I do not. No one no people do, but they're not. No. Right? They're dorky. They are dorktastic. Yes. Okay, I admit that. But it's kind of fun. So I mentioned this to my lovely wife Melissa, and you said I said, there's no freaking way you're going to get me on one of those segways. <laughs> no, why what, is it Sean? Why? Exactly. I said, because I can walk. I could ride a bicycle. <laughs> you don't have like, anything against segways <laughs> as a device. I don't want to get on one. You just don't want to get on one because you think there are better ways of transporting yourself through a city. Well, and they also look really dorky. Hmm. I just don't see the point. <laughs> I can't do it. I have to stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I want to take a photograph, how do you take a photograph when you're on a Segway? You 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 stop. Okay. Anyhow, yes, I I I um, was quite. I um what's quite a dammit about not wanting to get on a Segway, yes. and I've been quite a dammit of wanting you to get on a Segway. He, I means, posted, he means adamant, everybody. <laughs> I posted on Facebook in discussing our Lisbon trip. It's going to be interesting to see who wins. The Battle of the Segway Tour. My beautiful wife refuses to ride one. I demand she go on a Segway trip around Lisbon with me. <laughs> Who do you think will get their way? Ta-da! I'm just posting this as kind of a funny little thing. Oh, like you wouldn't believe how much response we got to that. That post has, is the single most commented upon thing I've ever written on, on Facebook. <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> now, that's not saying a lot. I don't use Facebook a whole lot, but still, it was very funny. Over 40 comments on that. The thing that cracks me up, though, my, my, the first comment was from my friend Jody Gastel. Happy wife, happy life. Just saying, smiley face. And J- Jody is a, 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 a woman. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, and the thing is, that's such a common. Many people said the same sort of happy, happy wife, happy life kind yeah, of. Yeah, just do what she wants, Sean. It's such an interesting stereotype mm-hmm. of married life. It is. That happy wife, happy life. Just do what the what, what the wife says. Your the honeydew list, all that kind of stuff. Yes. And it's really interesting to see people who I think of as being more progressive, more liberal, more enlightened, enlightened if nothing else, male and female, saying this old school dated reference, which. Isn't first of all isn't applicable to to Melissa and I because it's it's a happy husband and happy wife <laughs> fucking sure it is. Um, but w- what do you think about that? Do you agree? Happy wife, happy life. Well, first of all, I think that it insinuates that, and I, and I don't think women are like this. I think I mean because to me, happy husband, happy life too. Yeah. I want you to be happy, and I I'm miserable if you're not happy. So I think that it implies that women are. Being selfish in saying that, well, no, whatever it is that we do, I have to be happy. And if I'm not happy, then we're just not going to be fucking happy, That's okay? Right. That's right, yeah. And I also think that it demasculates men in a way. It's like, you know what, sweetheart, I want to do mm. this and I'm going to ask you to join me in this. And 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 be and I don't man maybe that sounds old fashioned of me but I think it's a it does it doesn't indicate there should be a compromise in a relationship and I think there should interesting be. interesting to say it demasculates the husband I think <coughs> sorry everyone. so many husbands are okay with that so therefore it's obviously not demasculating if they're okay with it but for a lot of men it's easier. If they let, they, they get married, and then it's just easier if they let the wife 
control. Kind of run the show. Run the show. It's also lazy to a certain degree, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, like you just know, let her be happy. I'm just doing it because it makes her happy. I don't go to worry. I mean, I've had friends, married friends, who was, hey, what are you up to this weekend? I have to ask the wife. You know? Right. Do you want to go for a beer? Right. I have to ask my wife. Right. Yes, you know? yes. It's And the problem with for me is that feels like not husband and wife, but mother son. Kind of does, doesn't it? You ask that. I mean, I understand you have to find out if the wife has something else planned. I get mm-hmm. that, but that's not the tone that's going on here. Mm-hmm. The tone is I have to ask permission of my wife mm-hmm. to do this thing. When mm-hmm. hopefully what it should be is, yeah, if I'm not, if I'm not doing anything, you know, I'll, I'll, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Or how, how do you describe that? How, how would you do that? If I. For me, if my buddy Glenn was, or Vito, both uh, have been in Vancouver, if they were in Vancouver and sent me an email that said, hey, I'm, I'm in town, let's go out for lunch or, or buy you a beer, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, hey, Melissa, I'm going to go hang out with Vito. Yeah. Okay, and, 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 you know, this Saturday I'm going to hang out with Vito. And yeah. they're going to say, but I thought we were going to do that thing. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Well, okay. If it wasn't that important of a thing, I no, go, no. Well, yeah, whatever. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, you would say, but I plan this, and I would go, oh, okay, let me talk to Vito, as opposed to Vito saying, Sean, we you want to go for for a beer, and me going, let me check with the wife, right, to see what I'm what, what we're doing. Yes, I think there's a difference there. There is a bit of a difference of me saying yes to Vito, and then telling the wife. This is what I want to do. And the wife then saying, yeah, but we plan to do this. Yeah. And if it was important, I'd say, shit, okay, let me talk to Vito yeah. and I'll change the plans. Yeah. But do I need to be there for that? No, you don't yeah. need to be there for that. As, as, as opposed to saying to Vito, <laughs> I have no idea what my wife has planned for me this weekend. I have no freedom of choice. I'm right. going to have to do whatever she wants me to do. Yeah, because so you're the me. social um, organizer of what might do in my life on the weekend. But then there's Maurice, your lovely friend Maurice, who said, this is the sort of, he di- I, I don't mean to, uh, this, these are, I'm putting words in his mouth. He said, you, he said, Sean, you need to learn a simple axiom, happy wife, happy life. It's something I learned long ago, has resulted in almost 40 years of happy marriage. And I mean 40 years. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, oh my God. And, and he and his wife, Shelly, lovely people. That's just so wonderful. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely fantastic people. Mm-hmm. But I still don't agree agree with happy wife, happy life. I know, I know. It's funny, isn't it? I understand the sentiment, but I can't be that person where I'm going to completely turn my life over to the control of mm-hmm. my wife. Nor would I want you to, my God. And let her therefore run my life, tell me what to do, the honeydew list, all that kind of stuff. Mm. I don't know if I'm right or wrong about it or whether it's a different attitude or where it comes from, but, and I'm not saying I don't want to make my wife happy. I want to make make my wife happy 24 hours a day, but a happy wife, happy life thing always seems to me is that even if you don't like doing it, do it for your Mm. wife. And in some, as long as it's reciprocal and that a wife does the same for her husband as well. That's all. But, Isn't that the assumption? I would hope so. That's what I think is that it should be. Is that I would would think? Well, I want want my husband to be happy, and and that you compromise or you make sure you ask and check in, or I don't know. Because I think one of the funniest things, not funny, maybe funny. One of the things that you have had an interesting difficulty learning 
about me is that when I say I'm okay with something or I don't mind doing something, I honestly mean that. Yes. I have never, will never be a person who will do something he doesn't want to do just because the wife wants him to do no, it. No, you wouldn't. If the thing you ask me to do makes me unhappy, I ain't fucking doing it. I know, it's true. It's kind of comforting in a way. If the thing you ask me to do makes you happy and makes me unhappy, I still ain't fucking doing it. Right. If the thing you ask me to do, I don't care about one with the other, and it makes you happy to do it, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Then you'll do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And everyone should be that way. It's true. Because then (laughs) you know exactly that if I say yes, I'll do something, I actually want to do it, well, or don't, then, at least don't mind doing and it. And resentments don't build up. You don't yes, want to that, do yes, things. Right. You you really be, have to be careful of that. You know that you don't get resentful because she always, or he makes me keep doing these yeah, things. Yeah, oh, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, yeah. You just you don't want it to be. You want it to be happy wife, happy life, like that. For example, if Melissa had told me and written on a honeydew list, I want you to go out there and and do all this yard work. And I'm going to sit in the house doing anything. I'd say, fuck no. Oh, yeah, no, we do it together. We do it together. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If you ask me to drive to Seashell to pick up something to get groceries, I'll go, okay. Yeah. And I know you would. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't doesn't harm me. Yeah. It doesn't hurt me to do it. Yeah. If you ask me to do something I actually don't want to do, hey, Sean, let's climb Soames today. Mm. I ain't fucking doing it. That's right. But it would make me very happy. I don't fucking care. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Not that I would ask you to do that ever again. It makes me miserable. I'm not fucking doing it. (laughs) But see, that's comforting to me. Yeah, it should be. I like that. And it's it's a shame more of us can't. The thing for me about relationships, committed adult relationships, and obviously marriage should be the most committed, the most adult relationship you're going to have is that you should be free to do, to be who you want to be, to say what you want to say without fear of the other person being mad at you or resentful or unhappy or whatever. Yes, you're going to say dumb things, but I love being married so I can be who I want to be. Right. And that other person's going to accept me Mm -hmm. for those things. Yes. Hey, Sean, you want to do this? No, I really don't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. It's quite lovely, isn't it, when you look at it in that Sean, pure you want to do sense. this? No, I really don't. Okay, Rory and I are going to do it. Fine, sweetie. You go, you mm-hmm. go right in. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Yes, yes. Um, but it's very funny that you still occasionally fall into the old, are you sure? Oh, I do it all the time. Are you, are you sure? sure? You well, because I'm always worried that, no. well, it doesn't help that you're always going, oh, Italian Danes would have been so good today. It would have. Oh, sorry. <laughs> There's no way around it. I know. Riding a motorcycle. Think it to yourself, dude. <laughs> that's okay. the thing. That's something else. That's something you have to get past. What? Is that I'm still willing to say what's on my mind. What's on my mind is it would have been more fun to go to Italian days than it was to get eaten up by Hollybush. Yes, it would have. And lift concrete blocks mm-hmm. and do all that kind of stuff. There's yes, no doubt about that. Absolutely. But you don't want me to say that. Mm. That's fine. Well, you still say it. I'm, I, still I don't say, say to you, don't say that, Sean. I just go, ugh. You saying well, okay. that, and then... Why do you not want me to say that? Because it makes me feel guilty. Exactly. I think, exactly. oh my God, because, right. yeah, anyway. And and so it goes around and around the Marbury Bush. It That's does. what we do. Let's do some uh, don't listen to us relationship advice. 
I live in a high-rise building. We have three elevators, but there's often a wait. Recently, I got onto the elevator in the lobby and pressed the button when I heard someone yell, Hold the elevator! Normally, I would, but I was in a rush, so I didn't. Oh, dear. The woman sent her child running to hold the door. She proceeded to berate me. Oh, yeah, she proceeded to berate me for ten floors. Oh! I responded calmly that I was in a hurry and that she could always catch the next elevator. This enraged her. Her entitlement bothered me. How much kindness do I owe neighbors at the expense of my convenience? Oh my! Oh, jeez. Okay, so I'm okay. I have one thing to say: is that how much of it in a hurry could you be if somebody was going to get on and just get off on one floor? You're a dick. Yeah, okay? I mean, it's just, You're a fucking you know, dick. you get on, you get off at the seventh floor, and then you get off at the tenth floor, whatever. If someone says, hold the elevator, you hold, hold the, the elevator. fucking elevator, yeah. okay? It's not going to take, it's going to take, it's like passing someone on the highway sometimes, and you pull up at the light, and they're right behind you. <laughs> Isn't Do you know what I mean? You? Oh, yeah, oh, I always look at that and think, shit. No, this guy is a dick. This yeah. person is a dick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is I, nothing going on in your life that's so important that you can't spend an extra 30 seconds max yes. holding the elevator till these people yeah. get on the the, the 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 elevator. Yeah. You're a dick. Yeah, I You're I such agree. a colossal dick. <laughs> I mean, what was it? Your favorite show was starting or something? Or? Jesus Christ. Yeah. And their child. Oh, I love that, that, that she braided him for 10 floors. That's just great. That's fantastic. I'm a young guy. I went to college in the same town I grew up, so I lived at home through college. After graduating, I got a job away in the city where my best friend from high school lives. He suggested we get an apartment together. And now we're roommates. Everything has been fine, except for this. On a few occasions, I have caught him wearing my clothes. I also noticed that he has been wearing my boxer shorts. (laughs) When I asked why he was wearing my underwear, he said he was too busy to do laundry. He does work full-time and is getting his graduate degree, but that's no excuse to wear my clothes, especially my underwear. Is that normal? He laughs it off and says it's no big deal and that he and his roommates in the college board clothes, even briefs, if they fell behind on the laundry. I wouldn't want to wear another man's underwear. I don't want someone else to wear mine. How do I tell him to stop? I'm not confrontational. Melissa's advice? Just say, dude, I'm not comfortable with you wearing my underwear. Stop wearing my underwear. Sean's advice? What? Girl will fucking set. What? Be confrontational and tell him, don't touch my fucking underwear. Yeah. Well, that's, um, yeah. Don't wear my don't clothes. Don't do it. Like, leave my clothes alone. Without my permission, mm. fuck off. Now, if my roommate wants to wear my jacket, you can text me and say, hey, would you mind if I borrow your jacket? I got a date. Something right. like that. That's cool. My roommate texts this guy, wear your underwear? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no! It's, it's weird. I, even, I know it's my weird. son would it's not weird. even allow that. It's his, weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's and he's just being weird. a lazy asshole too by not, you know, going to doing his laundry. Well, not lazy, but cheap too. I mean, I, I've literally at been, least you when you don't do your laundry, go and buy oh, more underwear. I would do that. <laughs> I have literally done that. I just when can't I've like, I got no more underwear. I'm going to buy more clothes. Oh my god! I've done that absolutely. I didn't think that was real. What that I, that I would people wouldn't go and buy, buy clothes. That guys would go out and really? buy more underwear because they'd run out of underwear because they hadn't done their laundry. <laughs> it's That's just astonishing true. to me. Just do a laundry. 
But sometimes you just don't have oh, time. Oh, come on. Yes, you do. You throw it in and you do your stuff. And then, oh, it's ridiculous. I was at a memorial service. The woman next to me was on her phone texting and browsing the internet. She didn't seem to be dealing with an emergency, just checking her phone every few minutes when she got bored. I considered saying something to her after the service to educate her politely that using a cell phone while bereaved children were speaking of their departed, departed parent was out of line. Should I have? Well, I'm sorry. I think that's very disrespectful. I, think, I, d- I, I disagree th- with this person. I, I, I think that if you're at a memorial, you can shut it down for, what, half an hour? She said, I considered saying something to her after the service. No, fuck that. You say no, you it to do her it in right the service. There. You look over and you go, you know what? That's inappropriate. Put the phone away. Yeah, put it away. Very quietly. You go, Would you put the phone away? Yeah, like it's not okay. And the second time is put yeah. the phone away. Yeah. Or leave. And the third time is get out of here. Yeah, leave. Go. Yeah, if sorry. you're bored, I'm so sorry, but get the hell out of here, you asshole. Yeah. I think that's disgusting. That is so. So she's just douchey. going because it maybe was expected of her or something, but she didn't really want to be there. My husband and I are in our late twenties, expecting a baby girl. For professional and personal reasons, my husband and I both kept our own last names. My father-in-law Phil has absolutely lost it upon learning that we plan to hyphenate the baby's last name. Reportedly, crying and fuming every day. His concerns are not even tangentially related to the welfare of the baby, but to his rights as patriarch and the destruction of his legacy, to paraphrase. My husband has done everything possible to listen, make him feel heard, ask where the vitriol is coming from, understand deeper issues, etc. But it's been months, and the bottom line is that if we hyphenate, he wants nothing to do with us or his grandchildren. (gasps) Wow. Phil's daughter and wife claim we have to concede and placate him and regularly apply guilt trips as well. My husband and I agree the name is not changing, and he's been incredibly, th- he, and he has been incredible through all of this. But obviously, he is hurting, and I feel a bit guilty about essentially forcing the issue of healthy emotional boundaries over this. Any suggestion on how to handle this better? Oh my goodness, this man is all caught up in his ego and the continu- ding, ding, continuation ding, ding, ding. of his sperm. Yep, that's exactly what this is all about. All you can do is. Write a big long letter and say, "Don't do this. Yep. This is your granddaughter. Yep. We want to be together as a family. We want her to have you as a grandfather. Yep. Let it go, Dad. This has nothing to do with you. Oh my goodness! Utterly zero to do with you. Mm-hmm. You are making it about you, mm-hmm. but it's not about you, Dad. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with the." continuation of your family name because it's A, it's my daughter. Yep. So the family name ends with her. He's going to say, like, how is it related to a daughter? And even if you are having a son, it still does not matter. Yeah. You have no right to the family name continuing. Yeah. That's what yeah. this is about. Like oh, said, yeah. This is no, all it's about It's ego. all about that. Con- yeah, it is. It's it all is. about that, that, that. No. I'd be willing to bet. He has I'd to. Be you to bet. cannot concede to him. You cannot I'd be willing to bet that dad is in his 70s and he's that generation, that mm. old school generation. Yeah. That he thinks this is something that he needs to do. Mm. Weird. I wonder if he's, anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to label who I think he is, but nope. Nope. 
Let go of your ego, dude. And if you don't, you're going to lose having a relationship with this beautiful yeah. little granddaughter. Does Why would it really you give matter? That, yeah. Why would you give that up over oh. something as... Well, and his wife, I'm sorry, should be saying you're a fucking asshole and I don't care what you do, but I'm having a relationship with my granddaughter. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. (laughs) This is weird. Last summer, my gentleman companion, I don't know why they describe it that way. It's a weird way of putting it. Last summer, my gentleman companion and I were having an outdoor lunch with his elderly father. An acquaintance of his father joined us and after the meal, drew out a container of sunscreen and asked me to apply it to his bare back. Which caught me quite off guard. He was clearly being unsavory, yet I did not know any polite way to decline his request. As the only woman in this quartet, the experience made me very squeamish. My companion and I agreed that it was an extremely uncomfortable situation, but neither of us could think of how to handle it. Your advice is welcome. Mm. Well, I mean, as for me, I would go, oh my gosh, you know, I don't think I know you well enough to put sunscreen on your back. Radical empathy. Radical Fuck empathy. no. <laughs> Fuck, get the what? fuck away from me. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? No, you know. weird old man. Well, and I don't know you. You know, you're not my dad. You're not my uncle. It's so bizarre. People would say, neither of us could think of how to, how to handle this. Just, just say no. You. No. No, I'm not no. comfortable with that. No. 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 Yeah. Just no. No. Your dad's friend, get dad to put it on. <laughs> You creepy old fuck, get away from me. Isn't that, that's weird. That is so weird. Even to ask it is just well, the, so the re- out of line. The reason why you're asking is that this is uh, his elderly father, an acquaintance of his father joined us. So this is another older gentleman who wants the woman. The woman to do it. To do it. To right. rub lotion oh, on his yeah, back. No, oh, yeah, no, no, that's sleazy. Because he wants weird. to be a creepy old man. Yeah, he does. And she says he was clearly being unsavory. Mm. That right there is the trigger. Oh, and if she knew it in her body, she has every right to say, no, I'm not going to do that for you. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Keep your shirt on, dude. And there's nothing else you need to say. I don't feel comfortable with that. Just no, I'm not doing that. True. That's true. I don't know you well enough because what you're saying is get to know me and then I'll do it. Yeah, right. Right. But no, you just say, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that for you. Okay. You could also say keep your shirt on if you don't want to get sunburned. And, by the way, your gentleman companion should step up, grow a set himself, and go, mm. no, that's inappropriate. Right. That's true. You don't ask my girlfriend whatever mm. that question. There's Thank so you very much. There's so much passivity, isn't there? It really the is. I think it's one of the things that really drives me nuts about <laughs> a lot of this advice stuff is at least half of the stuff I see can be solved by you stepping up and asserting your own rights agency perception of things. Mm-hmm. No, I won't do that. No, well, and, you can't do and that. And honoring yourself and how you feel. Yeah. But we're not taught to do it, I've got to tell you. Okay, fair enough. That's right. We we don't know how to do it because we're not taught how to do it. We're not. That's why I love the Gracie Jiu-Jitsu thing. Even though I know it's very specific to bullying, they teach the kids to look in someone's eye, whether they're two foot taller than them or not, and go... Get away from me. Like they teach them to use their voice. And I've been in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu classes and seen how hard it is for the kids to actually use their voice and actually say to somebody, I'm not, go away, leave me alone. Same with women when they do the women's classes as well. I I will be the first to admit as a former bully myself, that would not work. That would get you just punched in the nose. Well, I still think it's a good practice for kids to. Possibly. Under, yeah. 
Yeah. I think, though, for most bullies, that doesn't affect them. You yelling as a bully, as like I said, as a former bully, you yelling at me would have been hilarious and funny and would have just encouraged me to do more of whatever it was I was doing. It's like, I've got a reaction out of you. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing about bullies, ignore them, walk, them, walk away. Mm. Yelling at them isn't going to do any good. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a very effective program, so I don't know. What do you mean? How do you know it's an effective program? The Gracie Jiu-Jitsu program? Because it's proven to be a very effective program for kids. I don't understand. What do you mean it's proven? Well, I mean, they teach it in the schools and they've been in in California. So? I think that it, well, I think it empowers kids. I think it's a good thing. So you scream and shout and get punched in the nose. And then you figure out how you can be physical back because they, then they teach how you can be physical back. Well, that's back. what I want them to teach. It's I don't not want, I, that they don't teach that. I don't want them to teach kids how to yell. I want them to teach kids how to kick in a ball. Oh, no, they teach that's them how to, to be okay. physical. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they then they teach them first to use their voice to, to be sort of assertive in that way. But yes, they also I, teach them I, how I want to you be. to use your voice and yell, get away from me while you're kicking me in the nuts. <laughs> oh, okay. At the same time. No, it's an interesting perspective don't, from a past bully. Don't, don't yell, get away from me, and sit there and wait for me to go, oh, yeah, you're right, and walk away, because right. I will punch you in the nose. Right. It's get away from me, kick. Hmm. Same time. What a nasty bully you must have been. I was an awful bully. I, That's I, just I, awful. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, my gosh. For two and a half years, I beat the shit out of everybody that ever came near me, including teachers. I got in trouble for beating up on teachers. Oh my I was a big monstrous kid who had serious anger issues. Oh my goodness. So I know for a fact that kind of yelling at me when I was bullying you would have just made me laugh. Well, you were a super bully. I was definitely. I, I beat up the kids. The kids that I bullied and beat up on will call their older brothers who were 16, 17. I'd beat them up too. Well. I was an awful. Between the ages of 12 and 14, 15 years old, I was a fucking terror. Oh my goodness. An absolute terror. And I would have continued on that path if it hadn't been for relatives stepping in and, and uh, mm. stopping it. Mm. Because mm. it felt good. Mm. I'll be the first one to admit being a bully felt great. Did it? Oh my God. It gave me power. And you felt good about that? Yeah. You felt good about yourself? Absolutely. You liked it that everybody was afraid of you? Terrified of me. Oh loved my goodness. it. And you loved it. Loved every single second of it. Walking through the junior high school, and it was like Moses parting a red fucking sea. Kids would just jump into their own lockers. I didn't have to stuff kids in lockers. They would get in there by themselves. But I'd walk down the middle of that hallway, and it would open up wide. I can see it. It's not like I'm thinking about it and see it as an out there concept that you were a big bully. And I'm not saying I'm proud of that. No, I know. I'm, I, it was awful. And I, if I had a time machine, I could go back and apologize to all those kids because I beat the shit out of a lot of kids and was really mean and nasty to a lot of people. Um, and I would apologize in a heartbeat if I could. But hmm. I'm telling you, in the moment, as a bully, yelling wouldn't have done a goddamn thing. Hmm. Wouldn't have solved a thing. Just would have gotten you a, a, a broken nose. I still think humans in general, in in uh, at least in Western society, I don't know about where else, are taught to be passive. Are taught that the yeah. uh, the, the um, authorities would deal with it. Yes, like I mean, right. if someone was being an asshole on a bus, I wonder if because people don't realize if they gathered in a crowd yep. that they could get that person off the bus. So, like People aren't used to dealing with issues on their own. And they don't want to either. No, because they think that the authorities 
would deal with it, yeah. especially in Canada, because we're very, you know, we revere authority figures in yes, Canada. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it for this edition of Don't Listen to Us. Thank you very much for listening to us. We appreciate it. As always, send us emails to dltu at yml.me. Leave us a review on the iTunes store if you so choose. We'd love to get some more reviews from folks up there. Uh, until next week or the week after. Depends on how she's feeling. Oh. Happy, well, happy, happy wife, wife, happy, happy life. life. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. And you've been listening to Don't Listen to Us. Thanks very much for joining us. See ya. Bye.